Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Beautifully Aligned podcast, the podcast for the woman who wants to live her most beautifully aligned life. And on this show, we cover mindset, style, wellness, making yourself a beautiful environment that you're surrounding yourself with, which is today's topic. And this is one that I am so excited about. I'm excited about all of the topics that I share, which is why I share them and it's why I do what I do. But I really love this topic of enhancing your environment, changing your environment, curating your environment to support positive changes in your life. And it's one of the pillars of my coaching practice in ways that I'm working with women to help them make positive changes in their life, to really focus on their environment. So that's a portion of coaching. And at the end of the episode today, I'm going to give you some prompts that I share with my clients and we talk about in sessions to to really think about how your environment is serving you or not serving you. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll be able to start thinking about ways where you can really intentionally start to curate or upgrade, enhance your current environments, plural, not just your home. You're going to think about everything, every environment that you're in, whether it's your car, your workspace, online spaces that you're in, environments that you're in. So think about all of the environments that are a part of your life, how they're serving you, and then how they're not, and then how to intentionally curate them. And I'm going to share a lot about values in this episode because our values really shape everything that we do, our behaviors, our thoughts first, right? Thoughts come before behaviors. So our thoughts they help to create our identity, our core values, and sometimes our acquired values. If you haven't listened to this show before, because I mention this all the time, is we all have a set of core values. And those values are values that we are born with. They are inherently us. They are like our psychological DNA. They are embedded in us. They do not change. Our acquired values, on the other hand, come from places like our culture, our upbringing, our parents, teachers, the media, you get the gist. So they're not really ours, but we put them on because we're not aware. We have little to no consciousness of them. Most of us do, rather. They or We don't have consciousness of those acquired values. So we have these two sets of values, and... When you are operating in your acquired values, you're likely to feel stuck, stressed out. Why? Like, why is this not working for me? Why is this requiring so much energy in terms of environment? Why do I hate this space so much? What's going on? So there's going to be a lot of talk about values. And when I mention core values versus acquired values in this episode, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. And this topic actually came to me to talk about today because I am currently leading a group coaching 
engagement that has been eight weeks long. We are on week seven now. It has flown by. But in this group coaching um, kind of pod, we are focusing on values. The entire thing is about values. And the students in this course are seeing massive shifts and awareness in what their core versus acquired values are. They're learning how to accommodate their core values and let them shine and shed that stress, shed the shoulds, like I should do this because X, Y, Z, because it's an acquired value. So learning how to shed those acquired values, which then leads to just a more fulfilled life. So it's been such a beautiful seven weeks. And like I said, it will end in the new year after eight weeks. And it is so good. I have more to bring you on that, by the way. I am creating a course. I haven't shared this yet, but I am creating a course on values. So if you want to dive into values, I'll share more about it in another episode. But that's my little spiel on values. So I'm going to go into it a little bit in this episode and just wanted to share that so you have an understanding of core versus acquired values. Your surroundings are going to influence your behaviors and your actions. So let me just give an example. Say that you work in an office with lots of other people and every day the office manager brings in donuts and you find yourself going into the kitchen or wherever the donuts are and grabbing one every single morning. So if this person is not bringing in donuts every day, I'm going to make a very strong assumption that you are not going to be like driving out of your way to go buy donuts for yourself. Maybe you do. Maybe that's your ritual and that's great. But say that person is bringing them in and you find yourself going and, you know, into the office and grabbing a donut. Does eating that donut every day support your core values? Maybe one or two of your core values are health and fitness. So is eating a donut supporting that core value? Or is it maybe supporting an acquired value that you've put on because your upbringing culture, and we'll get into culture a little bit too in this episode, is supporting that. So if you think about ways in which you have things around that are giving you access to things that maybe you don't want to have around that you know aren't good for you, that you know aren't good for your, whether it's productivity, your health and fitness, um, like having clutter in your workspace, just thinking about these things that don't serve you, that lead to behaviors and actions that are not allowing you to live your best life, to put it simply. One of my core values, actually two, aesthetics and beauty are so important to me. They are two of my core values. I have always loved the finer things. I have always loved beautiful things. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? But I have loved a very aesthetically pleasing environment. And I have always loved style and styling clothes and makeup and jewelry and all the things. I have always loved that. When I was little, I liked to style my Barbies, do their hair, put on their outfits. That was my favorite part of playtime as a little girl. And so style is a core value. And 
I grew up in a place where, generally speaking, shout out to Davis, California, uh, college town, where at the time, maybe it's, well, I've been back to visit. It, it's changed, but not so much at the same time. So anyway, the vibe in that environment that I grew up in was that women did not really care about their appearance. And I'm being general, don't don't get mad, don't come at me if you live in Davis and you are a stylish lady, but uh, many women do not, they wear like baggy clothes, no makeup, don't really care about their hair. So I noticed that and I tried to place myself in environments and create those environments for myself, even as a little girl. So this is something that I have innately been doing since I was young and didn't wasn't even aware of, you know, what I was doing. I would immerse myself in style magazines, learn everything I could about style, and I just loved that world. And it felt so far away, so distant from the environment that I was in. I was always switching up my bedroom, painting it different colors, switching up my furniture as a little girl. So I would try to create an aesthetic that really pleased me, that spoke to my personality, that really enhanced my style. And so I am proud of myself for that. So when I was young and switching up my room, my furniture, styling myself, styling my Barbies, I feel like I could see new possibilities. And I always knew, and I would say this to people, that I was going to leave that small town, which I did, and I just saw different possibilities. So every environment, whether you enjoy it, whether you don't enjoy it, will bring new possibilities to you. But you really have to train yourself to see it and just become very aware of your environment and what behaviors are coming up, What or first, really what thoughts are coming up. When you look around you, does, say, your desk that you're sitting at, does your desk say I am an organized, successful person or does it say I'm a slob and then you're reinforcing that with the things that you're placing on your desk or not placing on your desk to make yourself feel your very best? And it's going to be different for everyone. But the key here is possibilities. Think about the possibilities. So going back to my story is I knew I wanted to eventually change my environment, and I did. And I'll lead you now to several, like, 20-plus years later, where my husband and I decided to move to Scottsdale, Arizona. We came to visit, and it was like a breath of fresh air. It was beautiful. The environment really encourages outdoor activity. And health and fitness are two of my core values as well. And it's warm. I love warm weather. So the environment was really conducive to our lifestyle and what we envisioned our environment to be like. So we made the decision to move to enhance our lives in every way. And when we came here to visit, it was just like this feeling we knew instantly this is for us. 
we're doing this no matter how difficult it is. We made it happen when I was like eight months pregnant and I or we are all so happy that we did that because the environment has created so much possibility. It has really enhanced. I'll speak for myself. It has really enhanced my life for the better. And when you're stuck in sameness, say you've been in the same place that you don't like, again, put your finger on what are those things about it you don't like. Maybe you live in a really dark apartment or a dark home with not a lot of natural light, and it's not conducive to you waking up early and getting your work done or whatever it is. Think about what aspects of your current environment are serving you or not serving you. And when you're in that same environment, you know, you're driving the same route to work, you're in your same, maybe it's dirty car. I'm guilty of that too, of having a dirty car sometimes. You're eating the same meals, you're listening to the same music, you're hanging out with the same people. People is another big one in in where you're thinking about your environment, you're having the same conversations with those people. Maybe they're coworkers, maybe they're friends, whatever. And then you come back home and you do the same evening routine that's maybe serving you, maybe it's not serving you. So your environment is really conducive to being the same, like having the same habits. And if you can think about ways to really enrich and upgrade your environment, even if you aren't going to like move across the country and do something drastic or buy a brand new house or for you or whatever that is, thinking about ways where you can look for those possibilities in your environment. What can you change if you if something needs to change? Maybe you need to clean up your car. Maybe you need to clean out your pantry and replace those sugary items with healthy foods, healthy meals to really help you confirm your identity, so to speak, and your core values so that your habits and your actions align with your environment. Something that many people don't think about is that every environment has a culture, whether it's at home, with your family, in the workplace, maybe it's an online culture. Think about the environments, plural again, that you are in. Is it supportive to you? Does it reflect how you want to feel? Maybe you work in an office where people are complaining all the time or you're being watched over your shoulder by a manager or something and it's creating friction and the entire workplace kind of has that culture of not being trustworthy. Think about the cultures that you are in and if you don't like a culture, say at work, for example, consider changing it, consider replacing it with something else. If it's a job, maybe you need to find a new job or the workplace situation that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode with the donuts. Maybe you have someone who's bringing in donuts or treats all the time, and that is not conducive to your core value of, say, health. So this is where the work comes in. So What you are going to do is you're going to intentionally start to enhance your environments, plural again, to put yourself in environments that trigger positive change. 
So with the treats example at work, maybe instead of going to grab that donut, you enhance your environment by stocking your drawers or your desk or whatever with healthy snacks that you like. Make sure you like them. And that's going to hopefully lead to the behavior of having those snacks versus walking into the kitchen at your workplace to get a donut. Or maybe you're looking to exercise more. You want to be more fit, more healthy. I gave the example of myself moving and the place that I was living in was not conducive to lots of outdoor activities. And where I moved has an abundance of hiking trails and there's lots of biking activities. There's so much outdoor activity where I live now. So placing yourself in in environments where you're going to see positive change in your behaviors. Another tip that I have is switching up your environment temporarily and gaining inspiration from that temporary switch up. Let me tell you what I mean. So I work from home most of the time because it's convenient, but I don't love it. Like it's not my first choice to work at home because I get distracted. I find myself doing laundry or whatever. So I love, as you can probably guess, to be surrounded by beautiful things. I love a beautiful cup of coffee and a pretty cup. I love a pretty marble table. I love jazz playing, just those enhancements in my environment. And not that I can't get those things at home, but putting myself outside of my home and switching it up for work, like going to a bougie coffee shop or a really cute hotel and getting a coffee at the hotel and working in a workspace that's beautiful where other people are also doing the same things is really invigorating. And again, it creates that possibility. It creates possibility for inspiration. Okay, what can I gather from this current environment that I'm in? Say it's a bougie coffee shop and there's beautiful music playing and there's a candle burning and I'm sitting at a really pretty marble table. Ooh, I really like um, the color, the height of this table. It's really conducive to getting work done. I like how it's organized or whatever. Taking those aspects and then bringing them into my permanent workspace has provided so much inspiration and then action for me. So Switching up your environment is huge. And another key to this is travel too, to just get outside of your routine and your space and traveling and finding those possibilities in the places that you're traveling to and what pieces of these places that you're traveling to do you like? You could do a day trip within, you know, 20 or 30 miles of where you live and finding those inspirations. So it's all about finding little enhancements that you can use to then just upgrade your environments, plural, again. So the big secret here is to intentionally, the key word is intentional and awareness. Like, be aware. What is triggering? I know triggering is such a like buzzword right now, but what is triggering you about this current environment that you're in and what behaviors is it bringing about negative or positive? So really think about that in being intentional when you're enhancing your environments 
and just try as hard as you can to put yourself in environments that trigger the behaviors that you want to see in yourself. And when you do that habitually, you're going to have new habits and patterns that show up that are positive, that spark this positive positive change in your life. So it's going to increase all the good things, whether it's your health, your fitness, your abundance and work, whatever it is and thinking about your environment. It's huge. So now for the coaching questions. And you don't have to write these down because I have written them all out for you in a pretty format with a little extra goodies in there. So if you want to download these questions free, no charge, you can do that. I will leave the link in the show notes and you can journal on these questions there. So again, I'll leave the link, but I will read them to you and kind of expand here. So the first one is identify things and people from your environment that reinforce your acquired values. Okay, so things and people. I mentioned the workplace and that person bringing in donuts or the micromanaging boss. What are those things that are reinforcing your acquired values? Maybe you don't know yet what your acquired values are, but a kind of a prompt to think about your acquired values is to think about the things that bug you, whether it's in a person, a person's behavior, or in an environment. Maybe you hate messes, like it just drives you absolutely nuts to see a mess. Maybe one of your core values, which is the opposite of acquired, it's it's what you're born with, is being orderly. You're a very orderly person. And the opposite of that would be messy. So maybe one of your acquired values is messiness. And maybe your workspace is really messy and that's triggering you. Maybe that's bringing up negative behaviors for you. So that's what I mean by identifying things and people that reinforce your acquired values and how can you remove those things or maybe they're people which is again easier said than done and this is where the hard work comes in after the awareness piece is what can be done about this so how can you remove those things or people or slightly distance yourself and figuring out what that boundary is for you. Is it going to be all or nothing or somewhere in between from the message that those people convey? So this is this can go really deep. You can do this for many environments. You could do this for home. You could do this for work. You could do this for online spaces. And just to touch on online spaces, personally, I like to be in a very like luxurious, nurturing, supportive space, even if it's online and I can't see like a physical room, but to have that feeling. So really thinking about that feeling and what does it convey? So that is the first prompt. The second one is to write down one adjustment to your current environment that will help you focus on your top core values. Again, you might not know what all of your core values are, but think about what's really important to you. Maybe it's family, for example. Maybe you really enjoy quality time with your kids or your spouse or your partner. And what adjustment can you make to your environment? Maybe it means 
putting your phone down, taking your phone out of the room so it's not in your vision at all. So that's an example. Last prompt is to think of strategies for acting on your core values in ways that can also support the values that are important to your environment. So thinking about your personal core values and how do they reflect in your environment and what values are important in your environment. So doing these activities will help you become really, really aware of what's happening currently and what needs to change. And to create these new patterns and new environments, you have to actively fight the old ones, quote unquote, old ones, many times and remind yourself and really coach yourself. And that's why these questions are so important so that the new ones really become automatic. But the good news is, is that scientists have proven that the brain can actually rewire itself. If you've heard of neuroplasticity, you know this, but your brain can rewire itself. But we have to do this work and change our thought patterns and challenge limiting beliefs and really to create this paved road that we want to go down. So when you are intentionally thinking about your environment, when you are enhancing it, when you are getting inspiration, when you are answering these questions, you're combining all of this with your new behaviors, and then you will see positive changes in your life in whatever way that you want. This is so individual. This is such individual work. It is different for everyone. And that's the beauty in this, right? We're all different. And so I hope that this episode was helpful for you today. And I know I talked a lot about values and maybe you're not clear on what your core and acquired values are. And that is why I am just so excited to bring you this course on figuring out what they are. You will know, like you will 100% know what your core values are, what your acquired values are. You'll know where they came from. You will know how to shed the ones you don't want. You will know how to create goals that are actually like yours and not for someone else. You'll know how to create these goals with intention and how to spend your time and how to interact with yourself, like your self-talk. And we'll dive even more into environment and then relationships with other people and how do your values interact with all of those relationships. So there's a lot in there. It's a tried and true method. So you will have everything. I think there's about 50 different worksheets that go along with all of the lessons. It's all scientifically proven, which I love. And I'm just so excited to bring it to you because values work is I would say the most important work that I do with my clients in coaching and see just such massive shifts when people know themselves. It's like, who am I and what do I want and what identity do I want to portray? Who do I want to be? So it's fulfilling. It's all of the good things when we know this. So again, I will share more about that when I have it more packaged up for you. But I just wanted to share what I'm working on because I'm so excited. 
So anyway, with that, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, I would love if you would share it with somebody who you think would get something out of it, would enjoy it as well. And with that, I will chat with you next week.